Hello everyone, and welcome to the Lightning Bug Lounge. I'm your learning guide, Holly Berry, and I'm so happy you're here. We are going to have so much fun learning and growing together. So learning pals, it's that time of year when the days grow cooler, the green leaves start to change their colors, and the days grow shorter and shorter. Have you noticed? Today, we are going to fall (laughs) further into understanding this important season called autumn and how different living things prepare for upcoming winter. So welcome to our special fall episode. Lightbulb Trivia! Today's lightbulb trivia is, these types of trees lose their leaves during autumn and hibernate during the winter months. Now, why don't you all ruminate on this lightbulb? And when we come back, I'll illuminate more on this fun fact. Hey there friends and how do you do? We're happy you're here to learn a thing or two. A place where science and music abound. We hope you'll stick around at the Lightning Bug Lounge. Yeah! Ah, welcome back, welcome back. And how did we do? Does anyone know what type of trees lose their leaves during autumn and hibernate during the winter months? Turn to a learning pal or tell yourself what you think. I'll play a little mood music while you share. All right, learning pals, time to turn on the light bulb. The types of trees that lose their leaves during autumn and hibernate during the winter months are... Deciduous trees. Huh? Can you say that with me, learning pals? Deciduous. Let's grow some deeper roots of understanding with that fantastic fact. That sounds great. According to dendrologists, or tree scientists... There are two main categories or types of trees on the planet. Coniferous, which are cone-producing trees, Uh and deciduous, which shed their leaves annually or once a year. The leaves of coniferous trees are called needles due to their many long, hard, and sometimes sharp structures. I told you. Conifers do not lose their needles. Unless they are sick or dead. Learning pals, can you think of or name a type of coniferous tree? I can. Take a moment to share with your grown-up, a fellow learning pal, or tell yourself what you think. Okay, learning pals, what did you come up with? A Christmas tree? If any of you said pine, redwood, or spruce, congratulations! Woo! Other conifers include firs, cedars, and cypress. That's so cool! Where coniferous trees produce cones and have needles that don't shed during autumn, deciduous trees produce nuts, fruits, or seeds 
shed their leaves every autumn and go into a hibernation state called dormancy. So why did deciduous trees shed their leaves during the winter? I'm totally stumped. Well, it has to do with their leaves. Coniferous needles are small, hard, and covered in a waxy material that help them retain or keep water in. Huh. Deciduous leaves, on the other hand, are larger and without a waxy coating, which makes it harder for them to retain or hold in water. During the winter months, water is frozen, so it's important for the trees to keep as much liquid water as they can. For deciduous trees, that means shedding their leaves. Isn't that something? <laughs> wow, that is incredible. Yep. So incredible, in fact. I feel a song coming on. My favorite part. As you listen to this song, I invite you to imagine that you are a leaf, dancing in the chilly autumn breeze. Suddenly, a large gust of wind pulls you from the tree and you fly through the air for a time until the wind dies down and you start to fall. Down, 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 till you land softly on the ground. Do you see yourself? Can you feel the breeze? What other elements of autumn do you think about? Okay, let's Get singing.
Thank you for joining me with that song. That was so fun. Did you dance or move your body like a leaf mm -hmm. falling to the ground? Uh -huh. I liked the way the background voices sounded like wind howling. Ooh. And I imagined the piano was the leaves falling down. So did I. And here's a side note. Maple, birch, oak, and aspen are all types of deciduous trees. Cool. All right, Learning Pals, it's that time in our show to introduce a very special guest in our segment called Special Guest. She came all the way from the forest where she has been busy foraging for nuts. Please give a warm welcome to Scarlet the Squirrel. Welcome, Scarlet. Wow, you seem pretty squirrely at the moment. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've been busy, busy, busy stashing my nuts for the winter months ahead. I have to make sure I have enough food to last through the whole winter. Wow. Please, Scarlet, tell us more about that. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, anyone who has been outside during the winter months where it gets cold enough to snow knows how very cold it can get. Not to mention the wind chill. Brrr, that is no joke. Oh, absolutely, Scarlet. I grew up in the great state of Michigan. I'm very familiar with what winter brings. Snow, ice, freezing temperatures, big coats, mittens, scarves, and more. Well, yes. And some of what you just mentioned, Hollyberry, is ways in which humans, like yourself, have learned to adapt to and survive the big changes in temperature and weather during the frigid winter months. This is true for all animals living in parts of the world where temperatures get cold enough for water to freeze and turn to ice and or snow. And since we aren't able to knit cozy winter sweaters or build fires like you humans, we have other ways of adapting. Please continue, Scarlet. Well... Take water birds, like ducks and geese. These are animals who spend most of their time on water and feed on water plants, grasses, insects, and worms. During the winter months, the ground, lakes, and ponds freeze over. Plants die or go dormant, and insects and worms hide deep in ground below the frozen surface. So they have to adapt in order to survive. Learning pals, take a moment and consider how water birds in the north adapt in order to live through the winter months. The water's gonna freeze and the ground is too. What are those water birds gonna do? All right, learning pals, we're back. Please continue, Scarlet. Thank you, thank you. Yes, 
Learning pals, how many of you said that northern water birds migrate south for the winter months? If you did, pat yourself <laughs> on the back because that's correct. That's right. I remember the excited feeling I would get when I was a little girl and I would catch a glimpse of the geese flying south in their V formations. It was just one more indicator during autumn that winter was approaching. Yes, indeed. So, Scarlet, you have helped explain to us how water birds adapt to the winter months through their behavior by changing their location during autumn. Similar to how bears and other animals adapt by hibernating. But not all animals adapt through behavior. That is correct, Hollyberry. Though some animals, like humans, water birds, and bears, adapt to winter by changing their behavior, other animals actually physically change. Oh? Yes! Many animals who don't migrate or hibernate and are therefore active during the winter months will adapt to the cold temperatures by growing additional fur, also called a winter coat, to keep warm. On many occasions, the winter coat they grow is also white, which is true of rabbits, hares, foxes, and wolves, to name a few. Learning pals, take another moment to consider why animals would grow a thicker white coat for the winter. I've got a nice coat to keep me warm, keep me warm, keep me warm. But what, what is the reason for it to be white? Just white. I really love that thinking music, Hollyberry. <laughs> Why, thank you, Scarlet. All right, learning pals. Why would a white winter coat help animals survive during the winter? Scarlet? Thank you, Hollyberry. Yes, I'm sure most of our learning pals were able to answer this question. And if not, that's okay, too. The thicker white winter coat doesn't only help the animals stay warm, but it will also keep them safe or help them to hunt by camouflaging them in the snow. They can literally hide or hunt in plain sight. That's amazing. So Scarlet, we have been learning how animals adapt both behaviorally and physically during the autumn in order to survive the harsh weather conditions of winter. I'd like to come full circle to you squirrels. We started this conversation by you telling us how you have been busy foraging for nuts to store for the winter. Does that play a part in how you squirrels adapt for the winter months? How very observant of you, Hollyberry. And yes, you see, some of us animals adapt both behaviorally and physically for winter. Take us squirrels, for example. We do not hibernate during the winter, but we do slow down and hunker down during the cold winter months. Because of this, 
we need to gather and store nuts close to our cozy nests so that we don't have to spend too much time outside searching for food. But since we do have to leave our nests to get food from our storage, we grow thicker winter coats along with bushier tails. Some squirrels even grow little tufts on their ears to help keep them warm. <laughs> How cute! <laughs> like little earmuffs. Scarlet, you squirrels definitely have your work cut out for you. Well, yes, it is a lot of work, running here and there, looking for nuts. Not to mention finding suitable locations for storage. Personally, I find it helpful to sing while I'm working. It helps to pass the time. I could share my favorite number with you if you'd like. Really? Yes, please. Awesome. Oh, we would love so excited. Love it. Well, the days are getting shorter. There's a chill in the air. Time to get nuts with many to spare. The leaves are changing colors with the birds heading south. It's time to store up with food to put in our mouths. It's time to get nutty. Let's get nuts. We'll need them all winter to feed our guts. It's time to go nutty. Let's get nuts. about that song. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Hollyberry. Well, Scarlet, it has been such a pleasure having you here for our fall special and talking about the different ways different animals make it through the beautiful but harsh winters. Well, thank you, Hollyberry, for inviting me here. It has been such a pleasure chatting with you. <laughs> Good luck out there. I hope you are able to collect plenty of nuts to feed you through the winter. Yes, it's time to get back to work and get some nuts. Thanks again. Till next time. Well, Learning Pals, it's time for us to scurry as well. Thank you so much for joining us for our fall special here on the Lightning Bug Lounge. I'll leaf you <laughs> with an imaginativity. Consider what you learned about autumn today 
and how different living things use this transitional season as a time to prepare and adapt for winter. We learned about deciduous trees and why they drop their leaves in fall and go dormant in winter. We also learned how some animals adapt by changing their behavior, such as migration or hibernation, their physical appearance, such as a camouflaged winter coat, or a little of both. Now, I invite you to picture in your mind that you are one of these living things. Are you a deciduous tree, standing tall and strong, watching your leaves change from green to yellow to orange to red to brown, and then gone? Or are you a water bird, getting ready for your long flight of thousands of miles from north to south? What do you notice? How does the landscape change? The temperature? Perhaps you're a hare, starting to lose your gray summer coat while growing in your thick white winter coat. Are you nervous for the winter? Excited? Do you look forward to the powdery and magical snow to run through? Or are you anxious for the dangers of winter and the hard-to-see predators who may also be sporting their new winter look? Whichever living thing you choose, next time you're out and about, I encourage you to look around your surroundings and consider what you notice. Do you see a difference in the trees? The animals you are or aren't seeing? Well, I hope you enjoy this special time of year and get a chance to get out and experience the wonder and changes occurring this time of year. And if you live in a region where the leaves do change in fall, please jump into a leaf pile for me, will you? That was one of my favorite things to do. Until next time, keep exploring, keep questioning, and keep adapting to whatever comes your way. I'd like to say thank you to Scarlet the Squirrel and to all of you learners and grown-ups for tuning in. To nationalforests.org for information regarding trees and winter survival. For more information related to this episode and additional learning activities and resources, including a list of the vocabulary from today, please visit the Lightning Bug Lounge Facebook and Instagram pages at Lightning Bug Lounge. This show, theme song, and original songs, Falling Leaves, and Let's Get Nuts, were written, performed, and produced by me, Hollyberry. And I'll leave you with a joke. What is the cutest of all seasons? I'm not going to fall for that. Autumn. <laughs> 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 <Delirious>. <laughs> Till next time. Bye bye.